1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we build up to the start of the new league season in Scotland. Rangers round off their pre-season with a win against Real Madrid at Ibrox. Celtic off to Denmark for Champions League qualifying on the back of a 6-2 friendly defeat at home to West Ham. And there are some tasty ties in the next round of the League Cup after the group stages reached their conclusion over the weekend. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Mark Wilson. Well, most of the work should be done for the sides Going into the, the opening weekend of the season Some sides look in better shape than others Rangers obviously beating Real Madrid yesterday Celtic struggling in a pre-season friendly against West Ham at the weekend But have to overcome Michelin before they face Hearts on Saturday Looking forward to this week All the build-up that comes with it And the games at the weekend uh, to say I, I'd misuse two would be a lie But I certainly <laughs> miss domestic league football So it's good to be back uh, It's been a, a long summer supporting our national side Which was fantastic But it's also good to get the domestic league football back And it's uh, it's all kicking off at the weekend It's good to be back I, almost, I was going to say I forgot my way here But after doing it a few hundred times every season For the last few years That's never going to happen But we are back We're here in the two-hour format Here until eight o'clock all the usual fun of the fair, the calls, the beat the pundit, the full-time teaser, all here, Mark Wilson. And, of course, building up to the start of a new campaign. As Andy says, it was a summer with a difference. We actually had some vested interest in an international tournament, and now we're back looking forward to the real stuff. Yeah, it's been a great summer, you know, being involved with the Euros, uh, doing the shows live with you guys. It's been outstanding, but... You always look forward, Gordon, to the start of the season and the preparation that the teams go through, who they've signed, who could be incoming. And like I said, well, some look better prepared than others. Um, as I say, Celtic have a lot of work to be done um, and they've got a preparation uh, for this game coming up, this Champions League qualifier, to get through before they even turn their attentions to Andy Halliday's hearts on Saturday. 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need I have missed you I've missed every one of you Not Andy Halliday Or Mark Wilson Certainly not Gordon DL Or Hugh Keevans Who I'm sure we'll get to In the coming days uh, But I've missed you a lot So pick up the phone And let us know What's on your mind 0141-951-1025 That is Pre-season officially over If you like So what did you learn? Have the performances Made you Excited about the new season? Have they made you Dread the new season? Or do you just brush it aside and say It's only pre-season How much does it matter Mark Wilson Always liked this period of the year right? Because if you get a terrible result You can go Ah well Shrug the shoulders It's only pre-season But if you get a brilliant result You say mm. look how good we are We're going to win the Champions League So <laughs> yeah. where, where is the, where's the truth? Well Yeah Somewhere in between Look I've I've been involved in these uh, Many times over the years And I've had My fair share of mixed results I've been in pre-season Look for example I remember 2006 Joined Celtic My first pre-season away And That was a real eye-opener We were absolutely Woeful We got beaten badly uh, Beat at that um, We travelled over a few countries Right enough Which took its toll We came back I don't think we were really impressive When we came back either And we were getting hammered In the newspapers And rightly so Because we didn't look in good shape at all We then went on To win the league And win it quite easily So uh, You know I'd, I kind of learned my lesson in looking into pre-season too much However, I've had it on the opposite side Where we've had a great pre-season I think it was under Tony Mowbray We we were excellent And I think everybody will remember how that ended 
You know, we were absolutely woeful when the serious stuff started. So you can look into it too much. However, I would say the final game before the league starts, at the, the final weekend, you usually try and play what would be your strongest team or what you're thinking about playing the following Saturday. And, you know, looking at Celtic's performance at the weekend, yes, they have a lot of problems with personnel and injuries and maybe suspensions and people that missed the game. But Ange Postacoglu would have been trying to, to pick his best side to to prepare as best as possible. And they came undone badly. So a lot of work to be done, I'm sure. Andy and his heart's side would have, you know, certainly watched that game. Now, uh, of course, a different game on Saturday when it comes, but the players should be up to speed now. And some of them look still off the pace. And I think that's the worrying thing. Well, that's what I'm hoping we're going to achieve between now and eight o'clock, Andy. Looking at, you know, what... We learned from pre-season If you can learn anything You know what, what can you learn And actually this weekend Is almost the perfect example of that If you're a Celtic fan Who cares a lot about the performance at the weekend You're very worried about the season ahead Or you might just shrug it off And say it's only pre-season and, and things will be fine And over the other side of the city Rangers If you're saying Oh well it's only pre-season Who cares Or We just beat Real Madrid Who cares if they were under strength This is going to be A tremendous season We, we look in good shape yeah, I mean, I think the mindset going into a pre-season is, of course, it could be a new squad, new players, you're trying to integrate maybe a new system, a new style of play, but I think everyone always has the feeling that winning's a habit, so you want to get into that habit of winning games early on in pre-season and, and still try to implement and integrate a, a certain style of play going into the season, but it can also be a confidence booster or a confidence wrecker. I mean, Mark just told a story there, I remember... First season in the SPL under Matt Warburton We went to Leipzig in January It was at the winter break And listen we weren't doing great at the time But we are doing okay And uh, Leipzig were top at the Bundes They got absolutely flying And we got the run around for 90 minutes <laughs> And I remember the, I remember the changing them After the game Genuinely feeling as if, as if you've lost a cup final I think we lost 4-0 Got absolutely battered And it felt like a, a confidence trainer and it, listen, I'm not comparing that to what Celtic obviously went through in the West Ham game, but what it did do is it probably showed a lot of deficiencies that they had last year, certainly defensively. I mean, pre-season or not, if you're at a big football club, the fans still want to see you go out and perform when it's a pre-season game or, or, or an old forum game. And I think what it did is highlight that Celtic have still got certainly a little bit of way, uh, way to go. Listen, the, the manager's only been in a, a few weeks, I'm sure, from now to the end of August, he'll still be trying to look to strengthen Celtic, uh, strengthen Celtic's squad. But... I certainly think uh, it, it, it would be disappointing in Celtic fans' eyes having watched the game. Right, come on then, let's hear from you. 0141-951-1025, pre-season is over. What did you learn? Have the performances made you optimistic about the new season? Pessimistic or neither because it's only pre-season? Whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking ahead of the new league campaign, pick up the phone and let us know. Of course, the beauty of Scottish football in 2021, that's only part of the story because the League Cup, the group stages are done. We look forward to the knockout phase. European qualifying is already up and running as well. So there's a few extra ingredients to add to the mix, but we want to hear from you. We are back, back for the full two hours here until eight o'clock with Andy Halliday and Mark Wilson. 01419511025 or indeed on Twitter at Clyde S. SB. Uh, is this always I mean like I said Andy It's different now You guys have just come through A, a League Cup campaign How different is this then This this pre-season Compared to the traditional Idea that, that we have Yeah I think it splits opinions I think a lot of people Quite like it Because it, you get into Competitive football really early uh, my, my sort of Not issue But the thing I don't really like Is that 
We're talking about Rangers and Celtic and pre-season friendlies. I mean, what a test it is to go and Rangers play Brighton, Arsenal, Real Madrid, Celtic, West Ham. Uh, forgive me, I can't really remember another cup, but they've played high-profile friendlies. Albeit we were in competitive games early, but you know, you're going from a big jump with all due respect to Peter Headcove, Rangers, Stirling, and Albion, to then go play Celtic in the first game of the season. So, but listen, we've been in a long period of time. We've been in since the 14th of June, so we've certainly had plenty of time to. To work on what we're going to do from now to the uh, the start of the season. That's so a long pre-season. It is a long pre-season. Of June. It certainly is a long pre-season, but I mean, it, it, it is a good way because nobody likes running. Certainly, when you're going back to pre-season, so it is, it is good the fact that you're you're getting in nice and early with the games. But you know, it's a big step up. Let's just say for the the League Cup campaign going into Celtic in the first game. Excited about this season, Mark Wilson. I am. I, I mean, look for for a number of years now, we all stood. Uh, or the majority stood in this studio And we just ticked off Celtic to win uh, Basically everything Last season um, You know things were tipped in their head Not many has predicted what happened last season And the drama that accompanied the, the performances on the pitch From Celtic and Rangers There was a huge improvement with Rangers A huge decline from Celtic I'm excited to see how Ange Postacoglu does when he's given a chance. Now, I think it's important that he is given a chance uh, and the proper structure and support round about him in terms of getting signings in and implementing his style of play and what he could bring and the challenges that that may bring to Rangers. And equally, you know, for for Hearts, you know, back in the league and, um, you know, Charlie Mulgrew back at Dundee United and, and seeing, uh, you know, familiar faces back in the league. It's an exciting lineup um, that we've got. A couple you mean, of derbies you in mean there. Guys of your age are still playing, but yes, you're going to be stuck in here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that, what I mean. That that's what I mean. I wish I could still be out there. I'm glad. It's the one time a year I'm, I'm glad I miss pre season, but when the games Especially kick in off, this weather, Saturday, imagine your complexion trying to handle dreadful. this weather. No. Terrible It's hard enough Walking through the car To this studio It's crazy me, because we, we, we crave the weather In Scotland Don't we We can't wait Till we can get a summer holiday To go and celebrate the sun But oh, I can't wait Till it's raining <laughs> <laughs> To play enough. football enough. Gordon come on It's just this is the, It's good radio weather For me right now And what about you Andy Because I'm asking you To do this with your Pundit hat on And a kind of overview But then you know I guess you won't be able To take your personal Feelings out of it Looking forward to What we've got ahead of us For the next 10 months or so Oh yeah Can't, can't wait Uh you know, a big factor why I can't wait for the season as well is it seems as if we're starting to get fans back into the stadium, Absolutely. albeit at a slow rate, but something that I'm, I'm really looking forward to, having not played in front of a any sort of crowd for 18 months. And although, you know, at Tynecastle we've only had 2,000 for the last home games, it just, the, the difference, it's just, it, it's hard to put any yeah. words. Listen, fans don't help you pass it to Maroon. Do you know about they, they certainly give you that extra 10% <laughs> they energy. They let you know when you don't, though. Oh, they certainly let you know, especially when it's only 2,000, <laughs> you can hear everything. But it certainly gives you that extra 10% adrenaline and energy. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, going on in the first game of the season that might even have a few more in the stadium, so I'm looking forward to it. Andrew made a good point the other the last week by saying oh, a, a lot they, of players. I, you I, you <laughs> <forget about laughs> me that oh, well, go I never forget about you. Come on. But he did, he made the point that. Some of these players have never played in front yeah, of their home crowd absolutely. before. You know, and we, were, we, were chatting, we, we were chatting about uh, Doy at, at Hibs, you know, young boy, terrific season. Yeah. He never played in front of his crowd before, so exciting stuff. Right, I think we've got John Paul on the phones. Let's see if we can speak to him. Hi, John Paul. And I guess not. Silence. Oh. Mm-hmm. See, the, John Paul's at the back Enjoying pe- the sun People are going to think That I, I've forgotten How to press the buttons Because I've been Andrew so back. Get Andrew back That guy never had a <laughs> he problem He didn't have the problem uh, But generally I'm sure we do have John Paul somewhere And I'll speak to him In the very near future It's 01419511025 If you want to Join in uh, I mean It's going to be 
that unavoidable theme every week is going to be fans back. It, it, last year, I felt like every week for the first few months we spoke about not having fans, but it's going to be the opposite, and it just adds. It adds so much I happened to go along To Fir Park at the weekend I went to see Motherwell Against Annan And as Andy says Small number No jokes about it being A larger number than usual How many were there? A couple of thousand Yeah And um it was great It was brilliant it's just To hear noise There was even There was a couple of boos On 20 minutes When someone passed the ball backwards <laughs> Nil nil 20 minutes gone <laughs> Ball went backwards Boo Yeah so Normal service I resumed I think the standards Are going to be even higher This year Because fans are, are Just so desperate well, To get listen, back I'll, I'll bring an edge to it It was great seeing you know, well, Celtic Park uh, last was it last Wednesday or Tuesday, um, nine thousand. Then that grows again at the weekend. Same with Ibrox. You know, it grows at the weekend, and hopefully, in the not too distant future, we'll have near capacities. And but for the, I, I think for the players, it makes such a difference. It, it just makes you know adds that little bit extra edge to th- those games. That little bit of spice. And when we get rent at the big games, well, when is it twenty ninth August? Uh, Celtic v Rangers. Who knows how much we'll have in the stadiums there, but we certainly missed it. Daz said that when he went to Celtic Rangers last year, the first game, it, it, no crowd certainly made a difference, yeah. but fingers crossed they're back soon. Right, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. I think so many people must be phoning since it's the, the first two-hour show back. I think you've jammed the phone lines, but we'll get, we'll get to you in the very near future. Let's hear from a couple of the managers who'll have things on their mind. We're asking you about pre-season. What did you learn? Can you learn anything? Is it is it just pre-season? Is it only pre-season? Or... Have you seen performances that have got you excited or worried or whatever it may be about the campaign ahead? Let us know. Let's start on Saturday. Ange Postacoglu clearly not too impressed with the outcome from that 6-2 defeat for Celtic against West Ham. It was disappointing because um, yeah, there was some there was some bright things, some positive things, but yeah, there was there was bits of our game um, which you know were pretty poor tonight. And against a good quality opponent, you get punished. It's the defensive side of things. Wearing you greatly at the moment. Well, it wasn't great tonight. It was you know, the other night. It was, it was okay, but it wasn't great tonight. And, you know, it's an area we we need to keep you know, focusing on. Uh, I just didn't think we defended well as a unit today. We just you know, again maybe playing against a better quality opponent. We we shied away from certain things that you know you can't afford to do. Uh, Mark Wilson, a six-two defeat clearly on the scoreboard. That doesn't look great. And then we're going to get into it with the callers. But as an overview, is how much of a worry is it a worry? Is it is it not a worry because it's only pre-season? You tell me. No, I think it is a worry. I think everybody would agree um, that it's a worry when you lose six goals at home the week before the league starts and um, a, a couple of days before a Champions League qualifier. Celtic's defensive frailties were exposed by um, top players. And now West Ham didn't have their full strength team out, but they still had quality players. I, I suppose neither did Celtic. Neither did Celtic, they, they they uh, of course. But... Uh, it looks like Celtic will go into this game on Wednesday with you know a centre half pair in a Welsh and, and Murray, which is not their fault. I think the two of them will grow in to be uh, good players for Celtic, but probably unfortunate that you've got two young centre halves and a goalkeeper void of confidence at the minute when you're going into such an important game. You then start you know picking holes in the rest, you know right back as Celtic as strong as they could be. Well, I, I don't think so. Ralston's been already loaned out a few times. I think everybody understands he's probably not going to be the first choice right back. And other positions um, could possibly be stronger as well. The the plus point is James Forrest played 25 minutes at the weekend. You would like to think it wouldn't take him too long to get up to speed because he was away with Scotland. I think he would come into the side, um, a certain starter. 
And then you've got the Edward situation that is lurking around. Uh, a possible £20 million bid coming in from Brighton. I think Ange Postagoglu will be desperate to sort out that situation sooner rather than later. And on the other side of that question, Andy, here's what Stephen Gerrard had to say after Rangers beat Real Madrid at Ibrox. It shows the, the quality and the strength and depth we've got uh, around the dressing room. So I'm really happy and content at the same time. It's important we stay calm. We've got two down days now just to recover uh, and get ready. And then from Wednesday, it's important that everyone's focus is top and ready for Livingston. Right then, how do you stay calm after beating Real Madrid? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about potential confidence boosters in pre-season. I don't think you can get... Many better than that And listen we, we, we mentioned West Ham and Celtic Not having their full strength squad um, Real Madrid certainly Didn't have their full strength 11 But their squad cost £200 million So I think you can You can still You know put into detail How much quality They actually had within The uh, the squad that travelled To Ibrox and Rangers They didn't just win They completely dominated I think You know pre-season again But you've just seen The qualities of Ryan Kent You know you see he's, he's playing against Better opposition And you know, in, in a, a true Scottish term, taking the Mickey because he literally was—he was—he was nothing short outstanding. I think you look at. What do you think the Spanish equivalent of that is? Uh, Someone will tweet us in. Don't uh, try. Oh, you, I was going to. No, you, I was going to try, but I don't think that went you're well. You're studying, aren't you? You're, you're brushing up. Well, remember I told you, Morelos thought I spoke Spanish for three years because I could say see. <laughs> <si>, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, for me, you look at uh, Rangers recruitment over the the, the last sort of mm. six to eight weeks. You know, you're replacing Greg Stewart, a, a 32-year-old attacker who, who who was certainly a you know a, a good a good player within the squad. But you're replacing him with Fashion Sakala, who's scored 14 goals in the uh, in the pro league in Belgium. You're replacing Zungu, who you know didn't really impress. You've got to say uh, within the Rangers squad last year, we a free transfer for the Premier League, who played majority against for Sheffield. So it's certainly looking up. Right, I think we've got John Paul. We have ironed out the technological difficulties, and he should join us on the line at the moment. John Paul, can you hear us? Yep, I can do it Brilliant, I've never been so delighted to hear your voice Take it away then, first caller through of the, the two hour shows back Looking ahead to the new season What's on your mind? Even Gordon, even Andy, even Mark It's good to be back uh, I, Hi, can you hear me? Yep, we've got you loud and clear, on you go um, I just want to speak obviously on um, my team which is Celtic You know, I've watched pre-season and listened to the guys there You know, and, and this is clearly not on the manager You know, I've nothing against the manager, I think it was a a, a move for Celtic that was a, a really, really like a a this was in a gamble, obviously after not getting Eddie Howe, you know, they're taking they're taking a massive risk. But what's annoying me is a couple of points, you know, um we're uh, five days away from starting the league, um away to a very, very sticky venue, which has proven to be a sticky venue over the years and years of playing there, you know, away at hearts, um obviously Andy plays them and you know, done their preparations, but Celtic preparations have been absolutely terrible, you know, and but the manager that now goes into this season still not knowing what his best goalkeeper is. You know, that was a massive problem for Celtic all last year. They didn't know what their best goalkeeper was. They chopped and changed. At one point the the, the three guys that are there now were number one at one at, at last season, you know. Barkas got a fresh start, the manager seemed to have backed him and he's let him down. Big moments, you know. Last week pulled his hand out away for the for the free kicking courses dearly, you know. We conceded two goals at home to Preston, uh or three goals at home to Preston, you know, six goals at the weekend. Um we've got a guy, you know, that this is no me I'm not trying not to pick on, on Anthony Nelson, um, because I'm sure he trains well, I'm sure he's a hard young boy. But time and managers being at Celtic has proven that he's not good enough. Now Brendan Rogers came in over three years ago now, realised he wasn't really good enough, told him that then tried to move him on. He's been out on loan twice and he's not really excelled in loan. Now Celtic are five five days away, as I say, from starting the league campaign with a right-back who 
who's the only right back at the club. He's a first choice right back there now, but he wasn't good enough to, to make it alone, you know, and that's nothing against him. I'm sure they tried, as I said, I'm not trying to pick on him, but that's just the fact of the matter. He's very, very young. Um, we've got a guy next to him, Welsh, has done done reasonably okay, but again, very, very young and experienced. You know, they still didn't know who their best goalkeeper is behind them. There's a lot of there's a lot of things for Celtic now. You know, Edward and Christie came out and said they want to leave. You know, and Charms there doesn't really want to be there, albeit he's not played. I just think the preparations for Ange, you know, to go into this season, the way he's going into it is not off to a good start. You know, and I, I fear for him because. I don't think he'll get a lot of time. You know what happens if he goes in? He doesn't get a result against Hartley, but away to Rangers, the fourth game of the season, and well, potentially sitting third, fourth in the league, and there's only four games in it. I think the I think the fans who paid the money they'll be on his back. They'll say he's not good enough. You know, I think it's uh, the preparation and the board, the way they went about their business this summer, as as the worst. I would say, you know, it's, it's known that Celtic have have not had the greatest of windows, even though they've tried to sign players, but the, the preparation this year has been shocking. I just want to know what the panel think of that. Yeah, listen, I, I, it's hard to disagree with any of your points, and I, I already highlighted the, the back four, um, and I think I agree with you by saying it's very harsh if you put this at Ange Postacoglu's door right away. I'm, you know, frankly, I'm amazed that Celtic are haven't moved on from where they were at the end of March in terms of personnel at the club. If anything, they're probably in a worse position because Ayers went out the door, albeit they've got money for them, but they've lost an experience and a half. OK, they've replaced him with Starfelt. We'll see what he's like when he, he comes out of isolation and he, he can't actually play. But there's so many holes in that side and I'm amazed that the goalkeeping position hasn't been sorted out. People say, you know, Barkas, give him a chance, give him another chance. There's got to come a moment where you draw a line and say, this just isn't working out for this player at this club. And then you have to be proactive. Well, Celtic should have been proactive in recruiting someone else, even if it was to challenge Barkas. Because Bain has been, for me, I think better than Barkas, but he's still unfancied by Neil Lennon, by John Kennedy. And it looks like Ange Postacoglu now. That tells you, you need someone else in. Okay, Mark Wilson there. Andy Halliday is alongside him. Thank you to John Paul at 01419511025. Tell us how you're feeling ahead of the new season. We're going to speak to Connor, who's a Rangers fan from Haddington. We'll speak to him next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Mark Wilson are here It's 01419511025 To get in touch on the phones Or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB Twitter never fails to amaze me Right, I've not I've, I'd forgotten about just how incredible the response is On certain issues Big, cutting edge, hotly debated topics Everyone's just tweeting in To tell me how to say taking the mickey in Spanish As oh, as, as was requested yeah, there, there are a few different versions to be fair But thank you to Mark and Milo and Debo All guys who have given me different ones I, Is that not just Ole? I'll not shout that? Ole. Right, that sounds fine, I'll steer clear of them And Kyle Cunningham's even He said, you know, thank goodness Super Scoreboard's back to, to normal My evenings have been cut short by an hour for weeks um, I've even missed Shuggin He's, He sent me a, a selfie of him and Hugh Kevins Who of course... Is usually here on a Monday night mm-hmm. He's usually here on a Monday He is a permanent fixture And if you're wondering Where he is I've actually got big news He's got an exclusive We've not we've not sacked him or anything like that Far from it Have you heard this no? Have you heard the real reason he's off tonight? No Have you? No He's going into Love Island <laughs> Oh you're joking <laughs> Seriously Casa Amor 
Nine o'clock oh. Oh. Said he's going to undo His top two buttons Just so that he looks Extra casual Still wear the cardigan Said, Yeah well It depends on the heat uh, He wear, says Wear one without sleeves He, he texted me He texted me earlier To say that he's He's not afraid to step On people's toes He's going to get And cause some drama <laughs> That so. certainly would make me watch it It's Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm watching it this year. I knew you would be. Oh, that. That's why I said nonsense. I'm hev- heavily Honestly. invested in it, Andy. Can you imagine him though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, anyway. I got a text. On <laughs> <laughs> the Nokia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Enough of that. Imagine this at the sight of him and he's speedos at the side of the pool. I'm putting people off their dinner. Right, Connor is in Haddington. Connor, talk to us. How are you? Uh, great evening, panel. Uh, I hope you're all keeping well. Thank you. How are you? Um, yeah, I'm good, thanks. All good. Um, I think after yesterday's performance against Real Madrid, I'm certainly feeling a lot more confident about this season. Right, talk to us about that relationship that fans have with pre-season then, because a couple of weeks ago, Rangers lost to Tranmere, now they beat Real Madrid, and it's hard to know how excited you're allowed to get. How excited are you getting? Yeah, to be honest, I'm over the moon at the moment. I think... The game against Tranmere, you know, it's more about just minutes in the legs of pre-season. But I think yesterday, seeing almost a full strength sort of starting 11, and, you know, the way they were playing, the pressing, you know, Real Madrid really did struggle. I know it wasn't their full strength team, but they still had a lot of talent out there. Um, you know, you look at the likes of Ryan Kent yesterday, just absolutely phenomenal. And then, you know, you had Scott Wright on the other side, who was arguably, again, just as good as Ryan Kent, in my opinion. Um I think from him going from Aberdeen and going to Rangers within January to now is it's a completely different player and he looks he looks to be a really good thing for us. Yeah, do you know what I like that? I like you've picked those two because I feel like they are they're gonna be interesting examples. If we're talking about kind of main men, people you would hinge your season on, people maybe you can't afford to lose, Andy, before the, the transfer window closes, would Ryan Kent Fit that for you? Yeah, I mean, I just mentioned it. I think Rangers' business so far is, seems as if it's went really well. Uh, though they've not spent any fee in any player, but I think their biggest transfer business will be in the next month. And uh, for me, the one player they can't lose is Rankin. Uh, you know, we, we spoke last year, is there going to be interest in the likes of Glenn Kamara, Alfredo Morelos, which seems to be there's a bit of interest every year? James Tavenier could he potentially leave, but Rankin's the one for me. I just. I just don't think you can replace him. Uh, he's so, so uh, genuinely. That, that's not a figure of speech. You you mean that above above the rest of them. He he is the for me. Yeah, the, the most important yeah. player Rangers keep. Yeah, yeah. for me. I, I I don't think, and and someone might be able to fo- uh, phone in and prove me wrong. I don't think Rangers have had a player like him for almost two decades. It's that 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 that's that technical on the ball that can make things happen out of nothing. It's that sharp. He's, he, to me, he's just a he's just a class above and. Uh, listen, we can't get too carried away for the likes of a, a pre-season friendly against Real Madrid, but his performances last year as well in Europe and Celtic uh, in the games against Celtic, big games making stuff happen. And I think he's improving every year. That's another thing we spoke about. His numbers potentially getting better. I think his numbers were a lot better this year. Again, knowing how good he is, still probably went even more in terms of numbers. But I mean, he's just a special, special talent. Uh, and I suppose, Connor, when you mentioned Scott Wright, there is that. Testament to the idea of getting him in early Giving him the end of last season where I'm not saying the pressure's off The pressure's never off But he comes into an already successful team And he can just feel his way in And potentially you, you, you get the benefits of that You see the best of him now Is that is that what you think is going to happen? 
Yeah, no, I definitely think so. I know that me and my dad, before he did sign, we were sort of on the fence, you know, thinking, oh, he's coming from Aberdeen, he's not played that many first-team games in the sense, you know, that the sort of the players that we've had maybe looking at the past. But I think, you know, you've seen the Gerard way, you know, bringing in young talent, sort of progressing them on. And, yeah, I think he could be a real big player for us this season. Um, I'd also like to mention, you know, Fashion Sakala, I think yesterday... Considering that was his sort of first start, you know, I, I thought he played really, really well. Um, obviously, getting his goal, you know, he looks like a really promising player. And then again, you know, you're throwing Cedric Kitten into the mix as well. You know, he scored three goals in pre-season. You know, he's looking good. Um, so, yeah, so again, it's just competition for places. And it's, you know, as far as any Rangers fans concerned, I think, you know, we're, we're really confident about this season. Yeah, I mean, Connor's right. When you look at the options, Rangers have got the top end of the pitch. Um you know, all playing well, scoring goals. Daz always says, if you're a striker and you go to a club, you want to get off the mark as quick as possible. So for Sakala to score right away, you know, ticks that box. E10, I thought E10 last year was sort of like a project player that was always prepped from this year and how many minutes he could get was always going to be a bonus and how many goals he could get was always building to this year. Certainly looks like that in pre-season. Uh, and Andy's point on Kent as well, I, I have to agree with him. It's quite funny though I mean last season There was a period Right in the middle of the season He was getting criticised In some quarters But I think it was because He set his standards That high That people expect All the time But I've got a funny feeling Rangers resolve Will be tested Before the transfer window's out With the guys like Kent and Kamara I think They will receive Some offers for them And it's how much Do they value them How much do they need To sell them Or how much They can afford to keep Mm -hmm. them It'll be interesting Uh, We're about to bring in Andy Who's a Celtic fan In the not too distant future But just another name That that Connor mentioned Andy Halliday Keen to get your thoughts You know we can talk about How important pre-season is Or isn't But I'm sure it felt important To fashion Sakala last night When he gets to play at Ibrox And he scores And there's a decent number Of fans in as well yeah, I think he looks like an exciting player. He looks, uh, he looks extremely athletic, very, very quick. I thought he was very direct yesterday. Not even, you know, scenarios where he was busting by players, but winning a lot of fouls around the area and, and uh, you know, potential for, for uh, you know, dangerous free kicks for Rangers. I thought it, there was certain touches within the game. He looked a, a, a little bit raw, but I think he can put that down. He's, he, you know, his first game. He was obviously isolating for ten days. I think he's only been training with the squad for. For, uh, for, for for about a week or so But certainly looked uh, very very dangerous And looks as if he's going to be a good find for Rangers For a free transfer OK Connor in Haddington That was a pleasure Make sure you give us a call back soon 01419511025 Straight on to Andy in Stirling As a Celtic fan Andy what's on your mind after pre-season? Hi I'm just looking at the pre-season friendlies I remember going to a Parkhead In season 87, 88 And Celtic got rattled 5-0 uh, Against Arsenal uh, in the pre-season and we thought oh here we go and we turned in and we done uh, Graham Sunnis' Rangers team Yeah so, so you, the, the, you know the, the lesson is there don't read into it too much is that, is that what you're getting at? It's a friendly it's a friendly yeah. you know you wouldn't you wouldn't judge judge a cake halfway through would you? Before, oh, it's, before it's came out of the oven would you? <laughs> no, no I, I wouldn't go before it's come out of the oven I must admit so is, that, is that your hope then that this Ange Postacoglu cake is, is is going to be cooked It's going to be fine by, by next week By the time the season starts By midweek I guess In the European qualifiers Football teams always evolve uh, And they're always evolving So there's no timeline for him To have this fixed for next week It would be great But you know Brendan Rodgers was the exception to the rule When he came in Things just seemed to click 
you know, we need to give this guy time and see what he's got. You know, one thing you have to say about him is he's proven he's not a dummy because he's telling you what's wrong. You're not, he's no guessing. It would be worse if he was telling me everything was okay. And we know it's no okay. But he's no. Mm. He's telling you where the problems are. You've got two young kids at centre-half. If you analyse the... the uh, uh, West Ham game you know there were two or three real blatant mistakes there you know we need to uh, also teach Vasilis Barkas to dive in front of the ball instead of pulling his hands away and diving away from it that would maybe be a good start even if it hurt him it wouldn't matter but you know he has to address that uh, but everybody's well, we're no daft we see what's in front of us yeah, I think uh, perhaps a fair point Mark because no one likes to see their team lose no one likes to see their team lose heavily but if you go back to May, you know, May, April, May, when we were on this show, the the list was there. Celtic were getting a new manager. The captain was leaving. There was a question mark over a whole host of their main players. Even above and beyond that, it's a new CEO and the recruitment department and all the rest of it. Were we ever, ever on any anybody's planet going to be in a situation on the 26th of July where people were phoning this and going, yep, we look perfect, great, we're in tip-top shape and everything's in place ahead of the new season. That was never really possible, was it? I don't believe that that was possible, that Celtic were ever going to be in perfect shape. I do believe that they should be in much better shape than they are just now. And I don't just mean from the playing side, I, I mean the full structure at the club. Um, Ange Postacoglu's came in. I think everybody expected... A director of football or head of recruitment to quickly follow. I think everybody expected a number two or a known coach of Ange Postacoglu's to come in um, with fresh ideas to help him out. And that doesn't mean shifting John Kennedy or, or Gavin Strachan out, just something different. None of that's happened yet. Then you, you look at the playing situation, you've just said there, way back in April, everybody knew Scott Brown was leaving, the goalkeeper wasn't good enough. Right backs were going back alone Left back was going back alone There was question marks around Christie and Edward And none of these situations have been addressed And I don't lay the blame at Ange Postacoglu Because it must be incredibly difficult coming in Trying to put your ideas into a team mm. Trying to get to know everybody Trying to sign players It must be incredibly difficult But for Celtic to let that go on so long And eat into the summer Knowing that these Champions League qualifiers are coming round I just think it it was absolutely crazy that they let it go that long. And Don McKay was in, remember, Shadow and Peter Lowell. I think action should have been taken quicker and things should have been in place much quicker than they have been. I mean, I guess the manager has said as much, Andy Halliday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to start using full names here because we've got Andy and Sterling on the phone. Um, the, the manager said, you know, we, we took too long with certain things. But actually, from a fan's perspective, Andy and Sterling, that's what he likes. You know, the, he feels the manager's not pulling the wool over the eyes. He's at least explaining. You know where things need to improve. Yeah, he has explained where things need to improve. But Celtic have a winner go home tie on Wednesday to find out if they stay in the Champions League or not. And I think if they they go out on Wednesday, I think that'll affect what will, what will, what will happen in the remaining transfer window for Celtic. Because albeit they just raked in thirteen million for Ayer, they might rake in twenty twenty plus for Edward. They're going to lose a lot of money if they go out the Champions League. And I think for this. If you asked me two or three months ago uh, on this day how many Celtic signings would have been made I thought it would be more than five and not even just that the two big ones aren't even in the door yet mm. so they've got a massive game on Wednesday with Furuhashi and Carl Starfelt not even in the building to see if they go through in the Champions League I mean I guess some of that though is the way of the world at the moment is yeah. it not? I mean unavoidable quarantine and all the rest of it Yeah but look, Celtic have been guilty for years of this dragging their heels on transfer it, it, windows Is there is, any room for this to be 
analysed a little bit differently just because we are in different times? Um, well, perhaps because of the quarantine thing. Okay, a wee bit of slack over that, but I just even even Starfield thing took took a while mm. to get over the line. So he's now isolating at a crucial part of the season. Um, where he's playing catch up Surely that could have been done sooner The goalkeeping position is a big one for me That could have been sorted I think long ago You knew what you had yeah, but is, is there an appetite to sort it? Or well, does Ange Coglu want and like And rate Barkas as his number one? Because if he does then it's, that's, not, it's not about time That's I think the concern Because if Ange Coglu came in And um, you know, I've heard he does his homework he, know, he, he knows things inside out He would have looked at Barkas He would have looked at the performances Of the three goalkeepers last year and I'm sure he could have taken some positives from from some games, but there was an awful lot of negatives in there. Now he's given him the chance, the number one bat. He's made critical errors at, at big moments going into this season. Surely that doesn't fill him with any sort of confidence. And Dean Sterling, nice to speak to you. 0141 951 1025. More of your calls next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Let's bring in Kenny who's a Rangers fan from Guruk Hi Kenny Hello lads, how are you? Not bad at all, how are you? Oh brilliant, nice to hear you back again Absolutely, glad glad to be back Kenny, how are you feeling then this pre-season? Very mixed, very mixed um, I was listening to your show at the beginning um, and I don't before we go any further, I don't know because I was on hold. I know you've been problems. I was on hold for about 15 minutes and it was silent hold, so I didn't hear much of the show. If nobody's mentioned it, I'd like to mention Ali Dawson passing yeah. away today. Yeah, well I'm so sad to hear that. Yeah, no, it is indeed. Yeah, absolutely sad news just this afternoon in case anyone is, is, was unaware. But yeah, Kenny, you're right. And uh, it goes without saying from us, thoughts with all the, all the family. Playing for Rangers, and he was a great player. Um, Anyway, yeah, uh, very much up and down pre-season, I think, for Rangers, um, as much as you can. And I understand where people are coming from, because uh, Mark was talking about different games, and I, and I remember um, that at a U2 concert, I think it was 60, 86 or 87, in Edinburgh. A what concert? Meeting. Sorry, I missed that. A what concert? A U2, U2 concert, U2, right? Sorry. And I was coming out, we were going to the concert, and we see these Celtic supporters who were coming back from a game against Arsenal. And they had get beat 5 nothing, right? And I think Celtic went on to win the league at the, that year. So I wouldn't read too much into pre-season. Um, uh, what I've been impressed with this pre-season more than anything else is the boy um, Kelly that's playing for Rangers. Andy Halliday's nodding away. Stephen Kelly, he is a, a, a product of the Rangers Academy. He was on loan at Ross County last season, so you know saw a bit of him. Andy, has he caught caught the eye? Looked really, really good. Yeah, and I know he's someone that Michael Beale really fancies over the the last couple of years since he's came in the door. Uh, Rangers were really keen for him to go out on loan over the last couple of seasons, and and uh, progressive development there. They went on loan to Air United, done really well uh, last year at Ross County, and done really well as well. So he's came back and looked really, really good in the midfield. Good enough, Kenny, that you think we could see more of him in the Rangers midfield this season? There, I've watched the boy. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i in Europe now, but I come from Port Glasgow, and that's where the boy comes from, right? And he's the best prospect, I think, since Neil McCann to come out of Port Glasgow. And, I mean, Neil McCann is a great player. Uh, and so because he's a local boy, I keep my eye on him as I have done with other players from this area over the years. And I've seen him at Air United, and then last year with Ross County, he's some great, I think he's, 29 games and made some great performances but um, I've seen him in the flesh of Rangers the first time well I've seen the flesh on TV 
um, against Partick Thistle. And I was impressed by the way he came on. And he just looks like a mini Stephen Davis to me. He was detecting play, wanting the ball. He was telling the older players where to go. That really impressed me. Then I've seen him a couple of times since then. And on Saturday uh, against Brighton, uh, I think I think he could be the big breakthrough this year. That's an interesting one, right? Because we've been talking about pre-season in the kind of big picture about the team. You know, how much can you read into the results? For individual players, it's always quite fascinating because how many times have you been there where someone does feature in pre-season and, and does particularly well? But then when the big games come around and everyone's available, you never really see them again. Is Stephen Kelly genuinely... Is he at that level, Andy, where it, where it will be... You know he can get serious involvement. I think he's. I think he's done everything that Rangers have wanted him to do over the last couple of years in terms of his development. And that's two years now, going out and playing men's football, which I always think is important for young players, especially at the old firm who probably not get a lot of first team football at a young age. So I, I, I fully expect him to be a part of the squad. Now the issue is, he's uh, he's competing for a very very strong area of the park for Rangers. So I'm not. I don't think Rangers or certainly myself are going to put too much pressure on him to go in this season and, and set the world alight. But I, I, I most definitely see him being a part of the squad and playing games. Uh, you know, I think it's you know no secret that myself and quite a few others have been a bit critical of Rangers youth over the last few years. With such a a lot of emerging talent, it seems like over the last five ten years, there's never really been enough coming through the door. And, and uh, seen them really make an impact in the squad but I think since Steven Gerrard came in he's put a lot of faith in quite a lot of young players you know Nathan Partson obviously had a breakthrough year last year Kai Kennedy's played games Glenn Middleton albeit they signed from from uh, Norwich I think 17, 18 year old has made an impact so I think this could be Stephen Kelly's year and another couple of, you know, I, I've said that a couple of times on the show Leon King for me from, mm-hmm. from when I left was one that really really impressed me so uh, yeah, I think it's exciting times, and I, you know, Stephen Kelly is one for me. I'd like to see be a part of the squad this year. No, I did notice Nathan Patterson and James Tavernier had played a few games together or minutes of games together. I'll maybe get your thoughts on that a bit later on. Uh, thank you to Kenny. I do want to squeeze one more in uh, before we play beat the pundit for the first time this season. Um, Ian is just along the road from Kenny. He's in Greenock. Take it away, Ian. How you doing, Gordon? Welcome back. Welcome back, Mark, and welcome back, Andy. Cheers, Ian. Uh, just uh, just a quick one. It's I'm not going to keep these, but we're going through a a massive transition at Parkhead at the moment. Um, but we're talking about players, uh, Ralston right back, not good enough. Mark, you hit a nail on the head. You can still play the game oh, as steady, well. Steady. So can I. I'm I'm 54. And I could play right back. Know what I mean? So hold on, anyway, hold on, Ian. is that you've just belittled my full career there at right back? <laughs> No, listen, Mark. You're, you're still a good player. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> anyway, let me let 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 me talk about the, the back four. Well, obviously it's a young back four. Now, we we brought in a young boy last year, and maybe eighteen eighteen months ago we brought three or four in at the same time, and they were working progresses. The boy Leah Connor to Manchester United. Mm-hmm. The Man United supporters were going off their head when he came to Parkhead. Now, the boy's a centre-back, and he could play right-back as well, so he can. Now, I would have had no hassle in putting that boy in. Now, I think he went out in loan, Mark, to Partick Thistle. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, so, we're going into this game on Wednesday night with a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old, or an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old, uh, young Murray and young Welsh. I thought Welsh had a great game last week. Um, Beaton's not a centre back. 
Stupidity got him sent off. Anthony Dalston didn't think he had a good game. Um, and Greg Taylor, the jury's still out on him. But we've not got a left back order, a right back, bar Greg Taylor and Anthony Ralston. But we let players go. Uh, Who like? Lustig, Samunovic, Scott Sinkler, things like that. I mean, we, we could we could retain them for an extra six months. They would only like to give him a year's contract Because it gave him 18 months It's a strange one Mark If you're talking specifically at the back We don't have time to run through everyone I think, I think most Celtic fans probably Loved what Mikael Lustig did But probably felt the time was right When you looked yeah. at his age And some of the latter performances However The next challenge is You need to, re- you need to replace him yeah. And it, that's clearly where Ian's coming from Yeah I, I, Lustig had a great career Wonderful career at Celtic Great servant But I think yeah Most would say that his time was up I think it was exposed Against Rangers a few times Where Kent gave him A really hard time And I know he played In the Euros But he's now retired And I think you could see Where it was going that. The problem is You're right Gordon Celtic had no Ready made replacement In mind Or coming through We O'Connor I mean Yeah He was at Thistle Tranmere Republic Island You know Caps under his belt At youth level But He, he must be Ange Postacoglu Must have seen him And he fancies Ralston ahead of him but none of the two of them are going to be first choice right back if that's the position we're concentrating on. And that's been the problem all too often for Celtic in the summer. Thank you, Ian. I've been looking forward to this every night at five to seven. I try and play it over the dinner table and it never quite takes off. Let's see what we can do. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. It's back. Beat the pundit is back. I think was it was Andy Halliday, was he the undisputed Beat the pundit I, champion I don't think we can argue season. with that Yeah yeah. I think I was second Close setting though No I don't, I don't <laughs> think so I'll certainly <laughs> argue with that No uh, But anyway It's back for a new season You could be the first contestant On Beat the Pundit For the new season Lay down a marker That's what they always say 0141 951 1025 If you've never heard it before It's very simple You come on here You answer as many Football related questions Right as you can In 30 seconds And if you get more Than the pundit you beat the pundit It's that simple 01419511025 The lines close at 7 So be quick 01419511025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Mark Wilson are here If you're wondering about the usual Monday night sound And the absence of Hugh Keevans Just want to clear up He's not actually going into the Love Island Villa Just in case anyone's uh, he's I believe that as well I believe it's a special It's a special <laughs> anniversary And uh, he's he's, oh, he's, he's doing the right thing I'm surprised he didn't romantic, bring eh? Mrs Keevans in here yeah. That's usually how seriously he takes the show But anyway Andy Halliday and Mark Wilson Delighted to have them And I must say delighted to do this Because it's been great that the show's been able to continue after the Euros and give everyone a chance to have their say and all the big talking points throughout the day. But we used to finish at seven. We're back to late, and that means the return of this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. The whole show has been about pre-season being over. Well, pre-season and beat the pundits over and limit. These these two are quite nervous. Mark Wilson, he's given it. He's trying to. 
pretend to Andy Haldy that he had a decent season on Beat the Pundit last season, which he didn't. Andy Haldy is the champion, but he's a bit worried. He's telling us that he's undercooked. He's been busy during pre-season and he doesn't feel he's quite quite up to speed. Nah, I've not been... Usually I'm a, a, bit, a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to football, but I've shut off since the Euros. <laughs> but see, fair, it's, a bit of downtime. it's not the trophy that I dreamed about winning growing right, up. I'll take it. Uh, Mark Wilson does though He takes it quite seriously Let's meet yeah. tonight's contestant The first contestant of the new season Is Thomas and Airdrie How's it going Thomas? Hi Gordon Fine thanks Are you confident? You've been brushing up Studying hard over the summer? Aye well fingers crossed Aye right, good. So. good Let's see how it goes Right I'm going to toss the coin As always heads It will be Andy Halliday Tails it is Mark Wilson And it is indeed Tails So it's going to be Mark Wilson Yes Up against Thomas in Airdrie So Magic give Gonna give Mark Wilson something else to listen to. Can you still hear us, Mark Wilson? No, he's gone. That's fine. He's disappeared. That's fine. You take your headphones off. He's, he's gone out the room. He's, he's taking no, taking no chances. Right, Thomas. Thirty seconds. You're going up against Mark, and you can pass. That is all you need to know. You ready? Right, let's do that. Right, good man. Thirty seconds on the clock. If I can find the clock, still in the same place. Your time starts. No. Name the only manager in Scotland's top flight who's from outside the UK and Ireland. Uh, Ange Postecoglou. Which Scottish team does Curtis Main currently play for? Motherwell. Who is Rangers' oldest outfield player at the moment? Stephen Davis. Name the Hearts manager. Oh, pass. Who scored for Celtic in the one-one draw against Mitchelland? Oh, Abala. In which decade was the last Ayrshire Derby league fixture? Nineties. Mm, John Lundstrom joined Rangers on a free from which English team? Sheffield United Okay, okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back and see what he can do Here he comes, Mark Wilson Are you ready? Yes Good standard by the way, Thomas is brilliant You're going to need a, a nine to beat him, are you ready? Yeah Same set of questions, 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now The only manager in the Scottish top flight who's from outside the UK and Ireland Ange Postecoglou Which Scottish team does Curtis Main play for? Uh, Motherwell Who is currently Rangers' oldest outfield player? Oh, Steve Davis Name the Hearts manager Robbie Nielsen Who scored for Celtic in the 1-1 draw against Mitchelland last week? Oh, no, pass In which decade was the last Ayrshire Derby league fixture? Oh, 90s John Lundstrom joined Rangers on a free field English team Thomas, how do you think that went? Ah, uh, tie, I think. Do you think so? No, it's... maybe, maybe one of Robbie Nielsen. All right, okay, let's find I out. I get confused with a Dundee United manager, ah, Hearts manager for some reason. That's an easy mistake to make. Uh, name the only manager in the <laughs> Scottish. Really. No, no, but try, <laughs> try to be kind. This is my first night back, right? Name the only manager in the Scottish top flight from outside the UK and Ireland. Ange Postecoglou. You yeah. both got it. Um, a couple of you have been stuck in a time machine because Curtis Main hasn't played for Motherwell for a few years. <laughs> Mirren. He's at St Mirren. Oh, um, he did used to play for Motherwell. Got the um, next one wrong as well. Rangers' oldest outfield player is Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. Oh, oh, what? Well, coaching. Well, he did. Uh, he's a player coach. Uh, so it's one all. Great start to the new season, guys. <laughs> brilliant. Great. great <laughs> like your work, Thomas. Uh, the Hearts manager is Robbie Nielsen, Thomas. But you knew that, didn't you? You've just you, you got a bit mixed a bit up. confused. I. Um, Mark Wilson didn't get confused. <laughs> You can't be seriously about to rub it in How no. bad you've performed so far <laughs> You are in front though by 2-1 to one. Who scored for Celtic in the 1-1 draw Against Mitchelland last week Now A steward's inquiry I think I've got his name wrong Thomas said a, a baller I don't think no, we can No he said can a we? Bada, didn't he? 
that a bada? Uh, a bada, no, a bada no, is no. the correct answer. A bada, yeah, I it was, was a bada, no. No, got an Ellen. Oh, for goodness, no. What's going on here? Getting Thomas it. A bada, so it was. Yeah. In what decade was the last Ayrshire Derby league fixture? The nineties. You both got it. And uh, John Lundstrom Joined Rangers on a free From Sheffield United Is that a Mark Wilson victory Do we have to be <laughs> oh, What do you mean if Well a bit, he said a, I think it was a bala He said ah, that's, that's unfortunate for Thomas Oh, oh Thomas, Thomas Thomas it breaks my heart a it, it breaks my heart Thomas I must admit <laughs> what, what do you think Producer what, oh, what are we getting? Off and running on date We just Go. do the tiebreaker anyway Why Definitely not Why well, You know first show back I think it's a tiebreaker Mark no, ah, this is a disaster. Right, go for it. Give us it. Right, I'll beat Thomas at the tiebreaker right, as okay, well. Let's do it. Thomas, are you still there? Right, let's go for it. You've not hung up. Right, the question is this. Now I'm going to read the question. Uh, Mark, I'll get you to write your answer down, and I'll get Thomas to give me his attempt thereafter. So, how many of the 42 SPFL teams feature an animal or an <laughs> <laughs> or an insect on their club crest? <laughs> What's that question? How many of the 42 SPFL teams Featured an animal Or an insect On their club crest Mark Wilson Write it down Show me your answer Okay Thomas What are you going for Um, Nine Tom- Oh it's, You've got to win that Thomas has gone nine Mark has gone fifteen The answer is Seventeen oh, oh, yes! Thomas 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 <laughs> It breaks my heart Although to be fair We possibly shouldn't have gone To the tiebreaker anyway So I don't feel quite as bad uh, uh, Justice Mark Wilson won it There we go First victory Yep Is that what they say Oh yeah yeah Three points on the board Lay down a marker Give you something to build on All the usual cliches Yeah Yeah. Good Promise relegation zone mate Uh, Thomas hard lines We'll hopefully speak to you soon Take care Brilliant Thank you Brilliant That was Thomas <laughs> Thomas was not brilliant Beat twice Neither were you To be that fair well, That was rusty That, that was a what, hey, you, what have you been up to it's getting, over, it's getting over the line Gordon Get three points on the board What have you been up to By the way I'm curious to know oh, because, What I mean, have I been up to I'm looking oh. forward You've been You usually like to climb a lot of hills That sort of thing uh, uh, is, Better that Has DL been on Did you two talk to each other During the summer uh, I was speaking to him last week He oh, was right. uh, exactly. uh, He was asking me I went to London um, And he was asking me how the airports were He phoned me to ask How the airports were ah, He's, he's so, interested uh, He's a man of the how, world how, did, how long was the security queue Things like that um, Not the interesting thing About how long he, Remember he said last year He was going to get into yeah. Hill Walton Because he got a new hip Well I've never had no. the phone call Asking me You've never seen him On, the, on the hills No <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't think anytime soon So Ah, bits and bobs, Listen Gordon. To these guys, Andy. Let's see if he was, if he, if he had, didn't have chocolate knees and he'd still be playing. He'd been through the pre-season rigors like yourself, and instead he's worrying about uh, what hills he's climbing. Dazzler loves his golf as well, doesn't he? he? To be fair, he's yeah, he's he's never been off the golf course. I think we'll mm. find out on Thursday. I think yeah, we'll, can't wait. We'll get him back. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones at Clyde SSB and Twitter. Uh, don't forget the draw for the next round of the League Cup was made after the group stage concluded over the weekend. Some interesting ties. To look forward to I must admit um, Andy Halliday One that jumps out Because you're playing them uh, On the opener Of the league campaign But this one At Celtic Park Celtic against Hearts Out the hat Yeah I know uh, feel a wee bit Hard done by Got to be honest with you the, <laughs> With the seeded debacle For the, the yeah, cup But So let's get So just in case Anyone's not aware So you won 1-0 yesterday Yep If you had won 2-0 you would have been seeded, right? yeah. Did you know that before the game? We, we knew we had to match St Mirren's result And right. obviously when we went out St Mirren were winning 1-0 So we thought that's how it But But they scored in the 95th minute Also yep. This year teams have been awarded 3-0 victories St Mirren being one yeah For Covid <laughs> So Yeah well, I mean uh, <laughs> Technically it's the rules But it does feel a little bit um, A little bit harsh I mean we've 
won four games, four clean sheets. We've we've done what we what we're supposed to do, but yeah, St Mirren obviously to no fault of their own. Couldn't um, I think it was four for them, right? Couldn't fulfil a fixture and they got a award a three 0 victory. So on goal scored, St Mirren got the seeded. Mm. But listen, you know I think everyone will agree if you want to win a cup, you need to beat the best. You need to beat everyone. So uh, tough, tough fixture away to uh, Celtic at Parkhead, but no, we'll, we'll be looking forward to it when it comes. Yeah. Um... Rangers at home to Dunfermline Or both St Johnston Hibs Kilmarnock Air United Dundee United Wraith Aberdeen Dundee Motherwell And Livy St Mirren Complete that draw How do you How do you feel about This way of, of starting a season Andy Because would this be the first time for you Because No no no, no. This has been going on for a, a few years now Yeah but when you were at Rangers You would have come into At the latter stages would you not No because, the, oh, first the first season yeah, I forget first year. We played Motherwell in the first right. game Yeah I've tried for to forget far. about that one um, that's I right. personally don't so like did. it I know a lot of people that do though because it's competitive fixtures early. I personally, I just I preferred it the way it was. It's like I said, if if I'm, you know, obviously I'm doing my coaching badges now, so I'm looking at a coach's perspective as well. If I'm a coach, I would want to, I would want to sort of test my players in different ways and and fixtures that I could pick myself leading into a season. Like I said, with all due respect to you know Sterling Albion, Cove, Peterhead, it's a big jump to go to that for Celtic. So ideally. You would uh, you would get the preparation where you can pick fixtures to sort of match that. But can you not supplement still... that though? I mean, you guys played Sunderland as well, did you not? Yeah, Sunderland. Uh, I mean, that's the only uh, pre-season oh, friendly we could actually manage because we had you know four cup games mm. with uh, with the, the season starting quite early for us. But listen, yeah, there's no, there's no excuses. We knew that's what we were going into throughout the season, and, and I suppose you can look at it the other way that we've we've had four competitive fixtures mm. uh, under our belt going into the weekend. So. Uh, what I will say is we've, we've had certainly prep, uh, certainly a lot of pre- preparation like I said that's been I think six weeks we've been back now mm-hmm. uh, a lot of time on the training field to work on how we're going to play this year so yeah just just looking forward to the season to start now at the weekend OK 01419511025 remember we're asking you about pre-season and how you're now feeling does it impact your, your mood at all going into the new campaign or are you one of those fans that says who cares It's only pre-season It will not reflect at all On the season coming up Whatever your thoughts are Ahead of the new campaign Fans of all teams please uh, Let's hear it William is calling in tonight As a Rangers fan William what's on your mind? Yeah Hello uh, Gordon Andrew and Mark Happy new season Same to you Yeah uh, It's about Alfredo Morelos right uh, He's been on this uh, South America thing For about uh, Going on about six weeks now He's played nine minutes of football He's no back. Where is he? You know what I mean? It's just if you've seen Stephen Gerrard's interview and he was asked what about Alfred Morelos, he goes, I don't know what's happening about Mad. I don't know when he's coming back. He, he was biting his lip. No, I mean his steam was coming out his ears. But where is he? If if he's going to have his wee pet lip and see turned about port, all right. I tell you what, he's going to be sitting on that bench a lot more for that boy's Sakala's performance yesterday. I can see Al, Al, Alfredo be sitting on that bench a lot more this season. No, where is he? It's nine minutes of that, but he should be back. Everybody else is back. Where is he? Come on then, Andy. You just told us earlier on that you're brushing up your Spanish. He's, he's your pal. Where is he? You spoke to him. So I messaged him just now. Yeah, see what he's saying. Right, well, I'll get back to you next Where break, are you, Alfredo? I, it feels as if it's a topic that we've spoken about every every preseason for the last sort of two or three years. What's what's going to happen? What's the future, of Alfredo Morelos? This is very specific. This is, is very is specific. And, and to me, it screams out that something's happening behind really? the behind the scenes because I mean, Borna Barisic went uh, to the latter stages of the Euros. I think he actually finished after Alfredo Morelos. Philip Palander, I think, might have been the same or roughly the same time. They're back. They've been back for quite a few days. Alfredo Morelos is obviously still. In Colombia, uh, when he does return to Rangers, he'll need to isolate for ten days, like we spoke about Celtic's new signings. I don't under I, I, I don't understand why he's not back. There must be something that's going on uh, behind the scenes, like William said. Is it 
something to do with the portal speculation I'm not too sure but it seems as if it's the, the same topic of discussion that we've had for the last two or three seasons yeah I mean William's right to reference Stephen Gerrard's interview about it Mark and he, he clearly wasn't happy he, on one hand he's not happy having to answer it the question again but you're, I mean you're obviously going to be asked that, that that's just the yeah. way it goes there has been constant speculation around him he said something along the lines of there's a lot been written I know where that's coming from yeah. is, that, is, that, is that about an agent is that you putting two and two together there so um, it's an interesting one yeah what will disappoint Stephen Gerrard about the full situation is having to address the question being asked he's put Stephen Gerrard in a position that he doesn't need to be in Stephen Gerrard's an awful lot in his mind and preparing his team for the season upcoming without having to answer questions about Alfredo Morelos again and it's not the first time he's he's done it you know reported late back um, when he should have been back and Gerrard addressed that situation and it looked like Morelos had turned a bit of a corner um, you know got his act together and um, he was going to be the star man again for Rangers but I just think the speculation uh, around him this summer I think this could be the window that he does go I think Rangers are in an, a, a good place with what they've got uh, in the forward areas that if a bid does eventually come in a concrete bid and it's decent money then they will take it Me, yeah, I was going to say Andy you're right to say that we have this conversation every summer and every January which we do but would this be the most comfortable that Rangers as a club and as a fan base would be if it was to be the end of the road for Alfredo Morelos yeah yeah no doubt I think that um, I think last year I thought he'd be away last year in the transfer window. I thought that you know it was similar. I think it was it was at Lille last year, and uh, it seemed for a period of time he might have been leaving. But at that point, Rangers had just brought in Kamal Roof. They just brought in Cedric, Itten, you know, two good signings on paper. But you never know how they're going to perform. So I think it was important that they kept them for another year, obviously to stop ten in a row. But this year, I think having done that and and Fashion Sakala coming in, I think he's someone that's exciting a lot of people within the club. He's exciting the fans. Still got Cedric Itton, Kamal Roof. Kamal Roof actually, you know, he, he scored a lot of goals last year. I think Cedric Itton's another one that I think, you know, we've, we've seen so many players for the old firms over the years where they've not really done much in the first season but kicked off once they've settled into the country, the culture. I think he's impressed in pre season for the minutes that he's had. So I think if the time is for Alfredo Meros to go, it's certainly a, a lot more comfortable now than it's been in previous seasons. What do you think, William? Yeah, that, that's a good point, right? Uh, Edward, he's getting caught up, right, for 20 million. Right, and Morelos, they two are the best strikers in Scotland by a country mile. If Polo come up with the money, 20 million, well, that's fair. Edward's gone for 20, and he's in his last year of his contract. And Morelos had a great season last season, season before, season before, brilliant in Europe. He's a 20 million. If you want him, he's away. No, I mean, if Scala's a sign, a lot of people, he, he, I know he's only came yesterday, but we get that money, we can buy another good striker. No, I mean, I don't want Morelos, I like Morelos, right? I think he's a great player. I want him to stay at the end. I want him to spearhead the Champions League. Right? But if he's gone, he's gone. The Porto want him. Pay the money because he's worth 20 million every day of the week. I'd like to see William round the negotiating table. I think he'd do a good <laughs> job. He'd drive a, drive yeah. a hard bargain. Uh, anyway, right, William. Well, it's going to be an interesting one. It's guaranteed every window uh, is one to watch. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Thank you. 01419511025. Full time teaser back for a new season. We've got mm. a good question. I'm not sure about you two. On this one I must admit I'll give you the question next You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson And Andy Halliday Are here 01419511025 If you want to join in On the phones If you would rather Tweet your kindest regards To the team It's at Clyde 
SSB That's not the only address That you need to remember though I need you to write this one down Full time At Clyde1.com So the full time teaser Is back for the new season But we need your questions That is the beauty of it You provide the questions We try and catch out The pundits with the answers Between Round about half seven Every night And the end of the show So it goes without saying It's going to be a long old season Get the questions in Full time At Clyde1.com For instance I mean it can be about Anything you like Well I mean Football If you can keep it to football That would be great This lot of got This lot of got a big enough job In their hands Answering the football questions Without answering anything else But Here's an example This one's been sent in tonight From Davy In our drossing So thank you to Davy Usual rules apply If there's something wrong with the question You blame Davy You don't blame me That's not changed over the summer Right so Question is this 11 players Who played at Euro 2020 And have played in Scotland How simple is that? Okay so 11 players who Barisic. played at Euro 2020 And have played in Scotland I should say it doesn't include the Scotland team Obviously It doesn't include the Scotland team? No it doesn't team. include the Scotland team Right Barisic Yes Glenn Kamara Yes Philip Hollander Yes Yes Andy Keep going Doesn't include the Scotland team That's fine we'll <laughs> leave it there That's a good start I'm happy with that as a start 11 players who played at Euro 2020 And have played in Scotland You've given us Barisic You've given us Hollander And Kamara Yes Yep. Good, it doesn't include the Scotland team Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to submit your questions We do this every night So even if you've got an idea for a question Whatever it is, fire it over And we will take a look at it I think we do have um, Lewis on the line We're going to speak to Lewis in just a second Remember it is 01419511025 To get in touch or Twitter At Clyde SSB In fact, Lewis is here Let's go to Lewis Lewis, what's your point tonight? Take it away uh, Hello, panel Hello um, it was just to see what you thought. Um, what I've been looking at is in the last couple of games in pre-season, we've been playing Hadji in midfield, and I was wondering if it's maybe to replace Kamara. So it was. Andy, what do you think of that? Um, I'm not too sure. Um, I don't think there's any bids that, that have came in that we've known of, so I don't think it's to replace Kamara as such. It's maybe just. You know, we, we spoke about it before I think the time to implement new ideas And try and learn if people can play different roles in pre-season So maybe something they're trying out in Yanis Hadji They've tried it with, with James Tavernier and Nathan Patterson Playing in the same starting eleven and, and in different positions So I think it's uh, you know, Yanis Hadji he's, he's, uh, he's someone that can play a, a number of positions Anywhere in the front three and, and, and in the midfield role So I, I, I don't look too far into it I think Glenn Kamara is one that I sort of uh, mentioned about earlier I think there's been a lot of speculation about who Rangers could lose this window him being one of them especially after a, a good um, uh, Euros for Finland so um, till the time comes I think it's Rangers just experimenting with, with the players they've got Is that you bracing yourself Lewis? I mean do you expect Glenn Kamara to go? Is that is that what you're saying? Well I mean yeah I would say I would say so I mean if you I mean if you look how much Celtic got for Christopher Ayer as well I mean what was that was that 13.5 million so I mean if there's a player of Glenn Kamara's quality as well in, in midfield I mean he could easily play in a number of those English teams as well Yeah I mean Mark it's time to dust off the old transfer window cliche Someone's only worth what you're willing to pay for them And uh, you know if there's no bid there at the moment And Andy says I'm not sure there is concrete But he's obviously been a very good player Perhaps will attract interest Yeah I think he will uh, And I think Rangers will get a, a great return from what they paid for him No doubt about that Um but I think, as I said earlier on, I think Rangers' resolve will be tested by a number of players. I think Kamara's right up there because of the Euros he had. I thought he was he was very good in that side. Uh, looked very composed and, and cultured in possession. 
And I think a lot of the bigger sides, just not in England, I think European sides will be looking at him as well. So it all depends how much Rangers value him to be part of the squad and how much they can actually afford to keep him. Um, or do they, do they think that they've got that position covered because they've got a lot of players uh, in there and they can afford to, to take the money if the bid comes in? What else has jumped out at you, Lewis? The theme for tonight, if you like, has kind of been along the lines of what can you learn from pre-season? What have we learned? What's your, what are you taking away from it? I think we need a number nine, a strong number nine to win headers in the box because I don't know if you've noticed we've been whipping a lot of balls into the box and nobody's getting on the end of them. I just feel like we need an old-fashioned number nine up front, something that we can depend on. Does that fit what Rangers tend to do? Andy mm, I, I, and I is Cedric Eaton can he be that, that and guy and I think Alfredo Morelos has scored quite a, a high number of headers in the box as well I don't know if I, I quite agree with that I think if there's areas of the pitch that Rangers could strengthen again I mean there is a question mark who, who plays that one of the white uh, the wide right of the front three is that where they see Fashion Sakala if Alfredo Morelos stays Yanis uh, uh, Hadji uh, Scott Wright I'm not too sure but I think they'll be pretty be pretty content in, in, in what they've got right now I think the biggest problem they'll have is keeping a hold of some high profile players that might potentially leave Interesting you ran through that list of players who might play on the right side and didn't mention James Tavernier yeah, Is this not I, going to be him and Nathan Patterson? What have we seen? Yeah, what have we seen ex- and, and is that likely to continue? They've experimented with that a couple of times over pre-season um, Mark Warburton actually did that a few years ago I don't know if you remember there was a couple of times he played Lee Hodgson right back and, and James Tavernier in front of him I personally don't think it's a, an area of the pitch that suits Tav. Um, you know, everyone talks about how good he is attacking, his crosses into the box, his high number of assists. I think a lot, a lot of that is from running from deep. I think it's completely different to play, you know, wide a front three. You know, especially with the way Rangers play, you're, you're picking up a lot of balls in the number 10 area and tight pockets, getting in the half turn, trying to slip strikers. You actually, and that is why Rangers play the way they do with their fullbacks high and wide because. That's the area of the pitch they want people crossing the ball. So if if actually Tav plays as well as a front three, it's going to negate all that away from his game that he's been so uh, so successful with over the last few years. I get why they're trying to do it because Nathan Patterson, he's like I said, he, he really broke through last year. He, I think he ended up it was eight or nine, ten games maybe, but looked sensational in the games that he played. He looked like looked like a man amongst boys in some games, and and obviously I, he's went away with the national team as well and and uh, got some minutes, but. You play one or the other for me. I don't think it's uh, it's time to start switching systems. Rangers have played the same system since Steven Gerrard came in the door. They've been really successful with it last year. Uh, I don't think it's an area they'll they'll exploit too further. But I might be wrong. It's going to be pretty tough. I don't know, a nice problem, I should say. But you know, if this is, you know, there was a lot of hype around Nathan Patterson's performances when he came in. Mark, he was um, very much talked about during the Euros in terms of lots of people believing he deserved more game time. What what is Steven Gerrard going to do? How how do you manage that situation going forward? Um, I think it's quite simple at the minute. If he's playing a back four, you play your best right back. Your best right back is Tavernier. No matter what people think of Parson. I think Parson's a terrific prospect. I think he, he did great when he came into Rangers side. I thought the limited time he got for Scotland, he looked fairly exciting. But if you're sticking to your system, then you play your best right back. I don't think you start going moving your right back to right midfield or right to a three up front. You've got so much success with that system and those players, then why would you change it? The only way I could see it possibly working is if for some reason in a game, 
He decides to change to a, a three at the back He could afford to sacrifice one centre half And you play Tavernier The right of a three Where he's almost playing As a kind of You know full back And you play Patterson That's the only way I so could what, see it you know, what, what Kyle Walker has done In the past Exactly I guess like that. What, what we do with Kieran Tierney That sort exactly. of thing Exactly That sort of thing Where Tavernier can still get forward And deliver in the final third And Patterson plays a part That's the only way I can see it mm. But if he's sticking to a four You've got to play Tavernier uh, Lewis, again, how much attention do, do you give to, to pre-season? Do you allow it to get you excited? Do you allow it to get you down? Or do you just wait for the, the real stuff to kick off? No, I, I mostly wait till the, the real stuff to kick off I just think it's just to get minutes into players' legs Test out a few things as well Give some of the youth players a shot See if they can fit into the squad for when the season starts Yep, going to be interesting Whatever way you look at it Thank you very much Lewis In Port Glasgow I wonder if there's something in the, the air in Port I feel like a lot of the callers Have been from the Greenock, Guruk, Port Glasgow area Tonight Yarrow to phone in uh, from elsewhere How are you two getting on with this teaser? Remember it is 11 players who played at Euro 2020 And have played in Scotland It doesn't include the Scotland squad So you've got guys like Glenn Kamara Philip Hillander And Borna Barisic We've got one each Schmeichel Casper Schmeichel yep. did very well didn't he Mikael Lustig Mikael Lustig That's five So you've got five down Six to get We'll leave it there Let's bring in John Who's a Celtic fan from Falkirk What's on your mind tonight John? Good evening panel I'm asking I've got three questions Number one Would you play Edward On Wednesday night After his performances In the last two games He's just not interested Alright let's start there Mark Wilson um, it, listen I think it is a risk When you've got players Who are perhaps Getting their heads turned And, and have visions Of leaving the club And there's so much speculation I think it is a risk To keep them in About the squad I said a couple of weeks ago That if I was a manager Like Ange Postacoglu I'd look to get that tied up And the players away Who want to be away And the guys who want to stay And part of the project They'd be on my team But Celtic are going through um, A difficult period At the minute And there's no doubt in my mind Edward is still The best striker At the club I would understand The argument more If a Yeti was maybe um, Banging in goals And he looks sharp In pre-season But he doesn't So For me I would I would take the gamble I would I would play Edward And hope you get A decent performance Out of him uh, Because he can change The game right away You know set pieces Or you, you know Just that coolness In front of goal Yes he hasn't set the world alight in pre-season But when he's the best striker at the club And your other strikers are are A bit short in confidence I would go with Edward in this one John, does Celtic have the options To just leave him out at the moment? That's the risk you take, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you play him And he's right, like, take him off He's not interested Then you've wasted 45 minutes Maybe with another player Could have done some. It's a big risk and and the other one is Griffiths. You know Griffiths is who knows where his head is at the minute. He, he's missed a, a a chunk of pre-season because of what went on. He's back now. He gets some minutes and Saturday. Is that enough to start him? I don't think so. I think he needs a decent run um, before you pitch him into such a game. So I think the only option is Edward. What was your other question, John? I've got eight players here that I think should be. Sold on They're just dead good There's no fight in them And they're poor quality I've got Bain And Barkas Ralston Mikey Johnson Who's never Who just doesn't do nothing for me Vuitton 
Sham, Edward and Griffiths I mean it's quite a list Andy If you go through them one I don't think we've got time to go through them one by one And argue about it But one thing is for sure Getting rid of eight players like that is difficult yeah. Obviously You just have to look at any level of football And look at the overhaul that Celtic have Sort of tried to, to, to do this season If you get rid of eight To add that to the players you've already lost Plus the ones that might still go uh, that's, a lot, that's a lot to try and do in one summer Is it not? Yeah I mean it's uh, Well teams come in for some of the eight To, to, to try and sign them and, and, and so Celtic can get them off the wage bill I'm not too sure uh, I'd be more inclined to worry about What they're bringing in from now To the, the end of the season uh, You know you mentioned two goalies They don't have a do you play Connor Hazard for the full season is that an area of the pitch that they're going to go out and try and strengthen so yeah it's not quite as easy as that I can understand John's frustration I think that I mentioned it earlier only five signings um, just now That I thought Celtic would have made a lot more at this stage of the season especially with, uh, a must win game on Wednesday to take them through the next round of the Champions League but I, I expect to see a lot of movement Outgoings and in, uh, players coming in from the, out of the, the end of the window I mean, By and large Mark That's one thing Celtic have still done quite well Is move players on You know, For, yeah, for, for yeah. decent money You look at Christopher Iyer recently And um, Jeremy Frimpong obviously was, was During last season and so on You just can't move out everybody Who's on the periphery can you? No and plus just put yourself in danger Celtic's squad is weak enough As it is just now And, and Andy's right the, the players that are coming in Just seem not to be coming in uh, quick enough Look, a lot of the players on, on John's list there, you'd probably argue if, if other guys came in, they wouldn't be in the starting lineup anyway. Of course, Edward. But you always, if you had to have him in another contract, you'd play every week. Mikey Johnson, I feel it's a wee bit harsh on Mikey Johnson. I know he picks up injuries time and again, but he got real potential, this boy. I think he's a standout. But the others, you could probably say, if other guys are signed quickly, then they are the guys that would probably be filling the bench every week. Right, go on then, John. I think you had three questions. Take it away with the yeah, final one. Starting. I've got a few players, but I'll name two players that I would like to see at Parkhead. Is, uh, Jason McCarthy, he plays with Wickham. He's solid, good in the air, and he's a fighter. It's something that Celtic need. And the other player I've got is Dan Paul from who's a solid midfielder, central defender as well. What does the panel think of these two names? Uh, what was the, the, the middles were on? Grant Hall, did you say? Grant Hall, yes. Grant Hall and Jason McCarthy, not ones I'm immediately. I would be lying, Mark, if I said I'd seen loads of them. But um, fair yeah. play to, to John; he's, he's done his homework. Well, I was just about to say, John, I'm not too familiar with these guys either. I, I'm curious. Have you seen a lot of them? Do you for them to fit the bill? I want to say, I've been stuck in the house for two years because of this pandemic and I've watched football. You wouldn't believe the, the games I've watched. <laughs> and I've seen these two players about four times and they're just, they do the job. Gets the ball, clears it. As I you see, if, if the ball's up the other end of the park, I've done my job. I think Celtic could do worse than hire new John. I was just going to say, that, much that, that sounded to me like a, like a, a job interview <laughs> or a, a come and get me plea yeah. from John and Falkirk. I imagine we got John a job. I'd oh, love yeah. just to, to sit and, and watch and, and scout players and, and I'd, I'd like that I'd, I'd make me feel like we had contributed to the football and society one thing's for sure Andy whether it is those guys or not um, clearly Celtic fans are, are looking for, for more business to be done the fullback areas would that be the next priority? Yeah I mean I think the back five uh, goalkeeper included is an area of the pitch I think Celtic will uh, maybe try and look to bring one or two, two more in from now to the 
the end of the transfer window. Uh, they've obviously went out and paid, was it four, four or five million for Starfelt for Ruben Kazan? So yeah. they're certainly hoping that he makes a big difference. But yeah, expect to see a couple more. Uh, couple more. I don't even think there's much in terms of backup in the fullback areas that they've got either. And it's, a, it's a long old season, so one or two injuries. You know, you're looking at a, a 19 year old and a 17 year old centre half mm-hmm. potentially pairing up this Wednesday. So yeah, I think they need numbers as well as quality. John, keep up the good work. Thank you. That was John in Falkirk. We're looking for the 11 players who played at Euro 2020 and have played for Scotland. It doesn't include the Scotland team. So let's go through the ones you've got. Barisic, Schmeichel, Kamara, Hillander and Lustig. I have pulled one right out of the bag. Well, I'll decide. No, I'll decide Daniel Backman. It is outstanding. (laughs) Kelly Goley. He's a man at the top of his game. What? Who's he play for? Austria. Austria. And he's a oh, no way. Ah, he's a man at the top of his game. I like he's remember he's him. Like sharp it was like two years ago. After pre season, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got three more, but we got to six. I'll let you. I've probably got the same one. So one you can go. Pookie. Timo Pookie. Yeah. Well done. So you've got four to get. We'll leave it there and we'll get them next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just like that We're into the final part Of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Back in its two hour version Between now and the end of the season Andy Halliday And Mark Wilson are here It's 01419511025 For you to get in touch You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB The guys are going about their business On this full time teaser So if you've never heard it before If you're new to the show For the new season Here's the deal You out there You provide the questions You send in a bit of trivia and we try and catch out the pundits with the answers So for instance Davey and Ardrossan tonight Sent in 11 players Who played at Euro 2020 But not for Scotland And have played here in Scotland So they're doing pretty well I must admit Just before the break Andy Halliday Shout of the night Daniel Backman you got Borna Barisic Of course at Rangers Kasper Schmeichel Who was at Falkirk Glenn Kamara Rangers Timo Pukki Celtic uh, And Mikel Lustig I think You got Hollander as well didn't you? Yep. Uh, Any more at the moment? When uh, you go on date A certain Belgium Double act Okay uh, Jason Denier mm-hmm. Boyata Forgot his first name Dedrick uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr Boyata I Derek <laughs> <laughs> At least I've contributed there With his first name Because nah, <laughs> I feel a bit It's a team effort so, Two more Two more to go Any uh, ideas no. Any countries that you think I think Wales No Andy was saying to me There must be a Welsh one in there you're not really pulling your weight on this question if you ask me I've done my job Be the pundit Alright you I, just I, I, back. I signed off Alright let's bring in Tommy in Doncaster And see what he's got for us Take it away Tommy Good evening lads Welcome back Thank you I uh, I took a wee drive up Last night Up to Up to Ibrox. Uh My young brother uh, Got me Got me a ticket And uh, To see I come out of there Buzzing I was actually buzzing at half time Getting beat one nothing. Rangers were terrific up there last night, and some of the play, some of the players, you know, just a joy to watch. We've got Kamara. You were talking about Kamara earlier, gone. Kamara's a Rolls Royce. I mean, I don't know where we got him from for fifty grand at Dundee, but what a player! I mean, he's he's proven in the Euros. But last night he's up against Vasquez and Isco, two Spanish internationals, and he's still a standout. They kind of get the ball off him. At one point, there was three players running about him. Still kind of get the ball off him. Still deliver, but. And then you've got young Stephen Kelly, who he, he's, I'm sure, Stephen Davis. Must have been his, his mother at some point because he's just popped him out and he's 
Just steady, steady. First night back, <laughs> I think we're going to get taken off here. We have the Davis family lawyer on the phone. Uh, I take it it was a, it was a tongue in cheek comment from Tommy. I don't mind it. I think I think we'll, I think we'll get we'll get away with it. Gordon DL said worse. Tommy, I think we're fine. Yeah, I mean, he just looks like a miniature version of Stephen. You know, he's he's got pale skin and that ginger hair, same and. He just does everything right, you know. I, I, was you, I was hoping he was going to get away from like the, the, the genetic resemblance and talk about the football, Andy. But um, on one hand, I'm going to say, is, is is he right? Is that accurate? And on the other, big big boots to fill if that is the case. Uh, it's big boots. It's like I said earlier, though. I don't think that Rangers uh, will be putting too much pressure on him right now. But he's certainly doing everything they've uh, they've they've looked for him to do. I think they've. They've treated him, you know, you mentioned the word project earlier, Matt. I think Stephen Kelly's went through the, uh, a, a wee project on, on his own. He's had a couple of seasons now out playing football. Done really, really well. Like I said, Michael Beale, from the, the, the day he walked in the door, really fancied Stephen Kelly a couple of years ago. Probably oh, realised What, what do you still... mean by that? Do you, do you as players just get that oh, feeling? You can just tell, yeah. You can just tell. Teacher's he's got the arm type. round him all right, the time. Okay. He's always having one-to-one one chats with him, just... Certain instructions and coaching points here and then you could tell he could fancy him because he's a really, really comfortable football player, technically really good, but someone for his size and his stature, similar to what I've said about Billy Gilmore uh, before, he'll certainly put himself about and, and uh, make himself a, a presence in the middle of the pitch. But yeah, really comfortable on the ball. Uh, I think he's been out a couple of years and, and uh, showcased his talents. I even think at Ross County last year, I think yep. he was he was getting finished rate, the season well, didn't finished he? Finished the season really, really well. He was getting rave reviews at the end of the season. So I think Rangers will, will, will be really happy with his progression and his development. He's someone I do see sticking around and, and playing games this year. And, and you know, we mentioned it earlier about you know trying to fit Nathan Partson and James Tavernier into, uh, into the team. Rangers have played 50, 60 games over the last two or three seasons. Mm. So there's certainly a place there for for these boys to get games. I think. Uh, even though I don't think he'll be the starting choice right back going into the season, I still see Nathan Parsons playing 20 25 games. And I think Stephen Kelly could be another one that could mm. play a lot of games this year. Tommy, you, you, you'll have seen, I don't know if you're on social media, but this isn't anything new anyway. This debate has raged on every July since time began. If you get a good result in pre season, some fans will get excited, a bit like yourself. You're saying you were buzzing even at half time last night. And then people will be very quick to shoot you down and say, it's only pre season, it doesn't count for anything, and, and so on. What what would your response to that be? Just look, just looking at the players, Gordon. I mean, young Kelly just does everything right, and he does it at the right pace. I mean, his delivery to players is it, it's at the right spot for the player to run on to it and everything else. You know what I mean? And then you've got Kent last night. He sent their right back out for a pie at one point when he flew past him, and then the two other defenders behind him. And I'm, I'm screaming shoot, and he laid it off to Sakala. And then you, you talk about Sakala. The wee guy's just, just a joy to watch. Just. Big smile on his face, gives you a hundred percent, non-stop running and fast. And one of the thing that hasn't been mentioned is he's he's jumping up with six foot defenders, you know, that are six inches bigger than him and getting up there. So you know, maybe he was bouncing last night with the fact that it was his first first game at Ibrox with, with some fans in. But to to score your first ever goal for Rangers against Real Madrid, that's a nice notch on on his on his bedpost when he gets home. You know what I mean? It's a, a cracking day for him. So I just looked at some of the players and Scott Wright. What have we done with him? Yeah, he he bought him six months ago And I've got my boy saying to me He'll never make it And I said to him I would doubt it Because Jared doesn't make many dud signings I, I didn't know that it was goals That people notched on their bedpost <laughs> I'm going to need to ask Gordon I thought DL. he was going to mention A certain player's mum Because I knew that Gordon, D, Gordon DL's got loads of notches In his bedpost I didn't realise it was all <laughs> those goals He scored for Wraith Rovers I'll need to ask him about that tomorrow uh, Tommy it was a I was, I'm not going to say it was a pleasure. I take that back. Tommy, it was 
Good to speak to you We'll hopefully do it again Let's squeeze oh, in man. one more <laughs> Let's squeeze in one more Kenny is on the line Kenny Follow that I'm trying my best mate. I'm, I'm in stitches uh, I'm just actually thinking That Stephen Davis Might be me and Andy's uh, Parents <laughs> being, being blue and maroon You know what I mean Not right enough Enough about Stephen Davis's Whereabouts <laughs> Right what about Is um, Yeah I'm sure you're on with the, the hearts The maroon tinted specs On Andy Haldy's in the studio Kenny how are you feeling About the, the season ahead Eh uh, Chucked to bits And can I firstly say Andy thanks for the The, the Scottish Cup final talk For my daughter Tanya She is absolutely delighted with me Ah uh, no problem mate Delighted She's delighted Eh uh, No I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season ahead And I think Andy made a, a Comment about a young lad we're all going to praise the the usual, the old firm teams and that, and the youngsters coming through. But I think Andy might have seen a, a wee bit of different thing at the Tynecastle. We <laughs> fingers crossed with the youth development. You know, we're letting a lot, a lot go, and Josh Doig springs to mind. Uh, but I would say the the young lad uh, Pollock. I think I think you made a comment about him, Andy uh, uh, being a, a very very good uh, prospect. Andy, yeah. Yeah, very, very good prospect and, and, and what impresses me most about him He's a really willing learner He's a, he's a good kid he, he trains really, really hard But he's always, always looking to improve And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'll be honest You know, looking when he started training this year you, you see a young player You come into training He's impressing But you think, oh, he's going to go out and loan this year And do really well He's done that well That I just don't think you can loan him out I think he's got to be a part of the squad He's, he's obviously brilliant to see he got his first senior goal I think mm-hmm. actually when he came on against Dylan Album, he, he, he gave the game a real a real boost of energy a real bit of impetus in the game and he's followed that up with another start the other night and he's, he's really really impressed so for, anyone, for anyone who's not seen I mean what position does he play what what type of player is he he's probably a more natural attacking midfielder but he's been playing in the midfield role someone that he's, he's full of energy uh, comfortable football player in tight pockets but his real real strength is, is arriving late into the box third man runs he's got a knack of being in the right place at the right time that's why he's obviously ended up getting his first mm-hmm. goal last week unlucky not to score the other night as well but yeah, it looks like a real, real uh, exciting prospect. That's what I love about the new season, Mark. There's still that air of optimism and enthusiasm. We've not quite all fallen out with each other yet. Which teams are going to be good? Which teams are going to be bad? Who are going to be the breakthrough stars? Is it going to be a, a new signing? Is it going to be an academy product that comes and and sets the, the league alight? It's exciting times. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think fans do get excited. Fans love marquee signings coming in. They love their clubs spending millions of pounds to bring new players in and seeing how they adapt. But they love nothing more than seeing academy players come through the system, get their chance, and light up the season. And he's right. The actual senior players sometimes need the young boys to pull them along. And he seems one that the, the Hearts fans could get excited about this season. Uh, Kenny, thank you. We'll have to leave it there because the show is almost done. But it was nice to speak to you. 01419511025. Write it down for tomorrow. We will be back at six. And we're looking forward to speaking to you then. Let's try and round off this teaser. And please send your questions in to fulltime at Clyde1.com. Questions like this. 11 players who played at Euro 2020 and have played in Scotland, but not for Scotland So you've got Daniel Backman of Austria Great shout Dedrick Boyata Jason Denier Borna Barisic Kasper Schmeichel Glenn Kamara Timo Puki, Mikael Lustig Philippe Hillander The two that you don't have The last two in my list as well You've almost done this in order somehow Maybe you saw my bit of paper Before we came in Oh well if we well, did uh, yeah. We forgot to Because I can't no. think What countries You're not a gay as a country Wales Oh, oh I, I knew it I, I told you I knew it Did you play for Aberdeen Yes I, oh. I said Aberdeen at um, I don't know I don't know his name Goalkeeper Yes 
Joe Lewis? No. Oh, Danny Ward. Danny Ward. Danny that was Ward. a team effort. You'll give Wilson a bit it. of credit yeah. for that one. And the last one, yeah. former Rangers player. Don't tell me I played them. No. But Wales as well? No. Slovakia. Uh, Vladimir Weiss Vladimir Weiss Was, was he in the squad? squad? I think he came on for yeah, Briefly I'm sure yeah, According, according to Davy and Ardrossan I can't believe he's still playing I know I played against him There we go You sure? Check that No I'm not sure at all It's Davy's fault Davy's question I didn't even recognise him At the Euros either Right well you two can look it up <laughs> While I round off these Right thank you Mark Wilson And Andy Halliday And thanks to you What a pleasure it was To be back here until 8 o'clock Brilliant to be back And what an exciting season we have ahead We're going to continue The build up tomorrow At 6 Of course there's European qualifiers as well So lots happening You'll be in the company Of Gordon DL And Roger Hanna In the meantime Stay right there Because Callum Gallagher Is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Call Robert Accident Repair. Accident not your fault? You'll be back on the road within 24 hours.